welcome in everyone to our first episode after the centennial episode 101 here we are this is this is battle cats 101 welcome this is your first lesson everybody exactly first lesson is if you're not if you're not following us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to make sure to drop us a follow but most importantly hit us with the subscribe button on the youtubes because yeah. my goal was to hit a thousand subscribers by episode 100 and uh I guess uh I guess we're gonna have to wait till episode one oh two to make that call happen. Yeah. I mean here here's the thing, we have actually over like a thousand consistent listeners on our podcast. It's just not which all of them amazing. are using the uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. Not everyone's using the YouTube platform, which I understand, but it's the best way for you to let us know your thoughts, especially if you drop a comment down below. And speaking of viewers and listeners to our podcast. I do have confirmation. I can't say who, but I do have confirmation that at least one Niantic employee listens to our podcast. So we have not just been saying if any of you are out there for no reason. (laughs) And this employee also said that there's likely other employees that also listen to it. So yeah, that was a wild revelation, man. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. They congratulate us on episode 100. So yeah. uh, Thank you. Uh, all the Niantic boys for listening and, you know, you know, we will say like, Hey, if anyone's listening, like do something, but we also understand that not every Niantic employee. In fact, most Niantic employees cannot just make a change happen overnight. If actually, I should say all Niantic employees. Yeah. Um, except, but, uh, except one, which is John Hankey, right? <laughs> John Hankey, if you're out there, if you're listening, John, please get us. Blink twice. <laughs> yeah, blink twice. No, we then, love uh, all of our yeah. love all of our uh, podcast downloaders as well, guys. Thank you so much on all the platforms. 100 episodes was pretty pretty wild, as you know. I haven't been with with uh, Caleb for all of them. Zionic came in, and he was the the one that started it off as well. But if you're not watching the YouTube uh, every other week, Caleb goes shirtless, and you got to tune in to see which week it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some quick YouTube comments. We're a few episodes behind just because we, we've had a lot of guest episodes lately, so we can't really cover the comments on the guest one. But going all the way back to episode 98 featuring Dracoviz, Palmer's Up, and Anacor. In this episode, uh, let's talk about some comments here. PPC says, no shot. Any Does anyone read Draco metrics to think Draco Meteor? Hey, man, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I get that, but... How many of you knew what Draco Vish is? Right from the Pokemon Go community, I think from Poke from the general VGC and TCG community. Yeah, makes more sense. And then PVC uh, Vol says, "Really appreciate Draco Vish for keeping me up with the APAC comments." Yes, doing a great job. Not only that, but also from uh, also tournaments from Europe and Latim as well. Too. Mm-hmm. We saw from Mexico City, they were doing a lot of coverage there, and that was a huge tournament there too. So yeah. definitely, definitely awesome to see them do that. Here's the other thing too. I'm not gonna say what it is, but Draco Viz also has like a slang term you can use that people have used if you check out their Twitter on another way to say it. And again, I'm just saying if you said Draco metrics, you would avoid this whole slang term. I'm gonna say what slang term is because I don't know the age of our audience members uh-huh. here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your educated guesses. We'll keep it My- family friendly. Yeah. Keep it family friendly, exactly. Michael Davis says 17 views at only one hour after posting. Squirrel Trapper doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And, and then Victor afterwards says Squirrel Trapper is secretly a fan that wants attention. That or they really be hate watching. <laughs> yeah. Could be both. Yeah. Could be both. 
I think I said this before, but I feel like Squirrel Trapper is somebody who really loves PvP, but all the negative thoughts are the things that they write in the comments. Like, yeah. I think the game is going to fail. I feel so toxic today. I'll just type this out and get it out of my system. It's like the angel and the demon on the shoulder. He only, <laughs> yeah, only yeah. The angel on the shoulder doesn't have fingers to type, so it's only it, the demon that's taking It's the, the, the angel devil. on one shoulder and the Squirrel Trapper on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Great merch idea. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Melgood says, meteors with data in them? Caleb, leave logo design to the pros, man. Hey, hey, now. I, I didn't say that it had to be the logo. I'm just saying it could have been something. could have been something. <laughs> Omniaki says, awesome to see more uh, community built and available resources. And, you know, a fair point about all the regions doing well in their non-native region. We will see how it all stacks up at Worlds for sure. I'd love to see a trivia segment run with predictions or polls on the Twitch broadcast. That would be a fun way to engage with community. The pronunciation segments are fun, but definitely not as engaging in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, fun fact too, last year uh, for the regionals, I don't remember for Worlds or not, but for the regionals in North America, actually, yeah, those are the only broadcast regionals now that I think about it. Mm. The officially broadcast regionals, they actually did have trivia segments, but they weren't, they weren't like this kind of trivia. They were like, yeah. oh, like, you know, which... Which of these Pokemon have a tail, right? Or something like that. And it'd be like <laughs> yeah. four different Pokemon. And it would just be, I feel like the questions all started repeating after a while, but it'd be like trivia questions for like solid 10 minutes straight. And everyone kind of got, I, I don't know, there was some Twitch participation, but it wasn't nearly yeah. as engaging. I think these questions would be cool. And I would love to see it, but, you know, uh, Dracovis is definitely a third party unofficial source. Um, would love to see them or, you know, any other third party group have partnerships with tbci but i'm sure that's a trickier situation in its own hand but mm. you know who knows there's no no way to know unless you ask right so exactly yeah but uh Melgood also says uh yes shout out to behind the scenes folks who never got enough credit obviously love my play pokemon judges i feel like a proud mom watching them run amazing events nearly every week thank you judges yes exactly um mm -hmm. especially i mean i feel like the past few events too they've like They've been real smooth. And we can talk about this yeah. uh, like after the questions, but Hartford was pretty smooth too from a oh, player yeah. perspective as well. I was a player there and 170 players or 169 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. the biggest NA tournament. And yo, King drove down for one day to help out, just to help out with that one. So shout out King's to King and all the judges there um, yeah. that were there. Um, right, Goldgrove. Oh, here we go. This is a great episode. Love Draco Viz piece putting all the data in one home. Will be essential as the scene continues to develop. Drop the follow to them, and it's extra much appreciated as it will help me build my anti-meta team too. Yeah, speaking of anti-meta team, yo, I know, I know RC Cola, Ryan Colgrove is gonna be competing at Fresno next weekend. Ooh, and, let's uh, go. Dude, there's uh I mean, I don't know what's gonna be anti-meta. I don't know what the meta is, but we'll talk about that in a bit you know i was laughing yeah. before i said his comment just because i thought it was gonna be about lebron james i, I know me too we we got <laughs> I'm out sure of the there. next Thanks. video he's gonna bring up lebron james so I, we'll say we'll say the basketball talk for five minutes later yeah. um elliot radford says love what draco viz has been doing but i just assumed draco viz was a person like their <laughs> online pseudonym uh, nobody like, knows yeah like x Penchu or nessa Beather or sassy etc etc draco betrick is a fantastic name because it sounds more like a group than a singular person you know hey man i also had no idea draco vish is a pokemon see that's my i didn't know either right maybe in a few years we'll all be like yo draco viz what a great name but for the time being 
we don't know what Draco Vish is. Um, it is a funny looking Pokemon though, which you added the thumbnail, which I appreciated. Dude, the, the person in the thumbnail <laughs> is Draco Viz. All yeah, right. that, that is Draco Viz. And totally agree with Caleb, but the name is crucial, but the guys are doing amazing work, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. And you know what? I gotta say, even if the name's not great, the chatter around it is only just better publicity, right? True. So. True. Um, Score Trapper said, Silver just shut down. Your crappy P is not the last likes, but keep up the fake smiles. Yo, he back. He back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, this one wasn't as eloquently typed out. You know, it's just a short dig at us. Dig at self. But hey, Score Trapper, if you didn't know, man, it's a bunch of grassroots efforts in behind the scenes. So, best of luck to you as well. Best of luck to you. Roberto Lopez says, can't wait to hear your reactions towards the recent Sylph news. I'm sad considering the, this means the end for my factions team. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, we because this was two weeks ago too, right? So we did a Sylph segment uh, yeah, we did. Uh, two weeks prior, and we'll cover the comments from that one too. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. There's a lot of chatter, a lot of work behind the scenes, so we'll yeah. see how that goes. Don't don't disband your teams yet, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Rose said, Cam for president, Kochiyama for VP, <laughs> Craigie and Cranbrick has shared the first cat title. You know, if that's the case, nice. I'm making um uh I'm making Speedy what's that what's that what's a, man I'm blanking. What's a position where what Secretary they, of State? Chief of Staff. Chief of Staff. You're Chief, all of, right, Staff. Let's do it. You're Chief of Staff Speedy. You're, let's do uh, it. You gotta do all the dirty work behind the scenes, you know. I'm hey, like, Yo, like take care of this person for me. Like Dude, I'm I'm the Doug Stamper, right? Exactly. Digging up digging up holes in the middle of deserts, you know. Yo, I mean. sh- shout out to anyone in the comments who gets a reference. <laughs> exactly. Rose says, what am I saying? We all know Heather will be present. That's true. Uh, I'll, I'll be her VP. That's fine. Yeah. Um, nice, look at, uh, nice look at the work that goes into all the juicy data compilation I adore. Thanks, Jerkovis. Yeah, for sure. That was, this was a really fun episode. There was actually one other comment here about someone asking, like, I don't know why it was necessary for us to roast Dracovis's name for 15 minutes. I don't know what happened to that comment. I don't know if it's deleted or... YouTube held it. I remember seeing yeah. it when it first came out. Hey, maybe they backed I, out. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> look, no, uh, no shame on those that like Dracovis's name, but I'm always, uh, I'm always honest with my friends. I gotta let them know how it is, you know, because that way there aren't people making fun of the name, which some people have been, but it is, yeah. it is what it is. Like you said, no publicity <laughs> is bad publicity. That's the old saying, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. All right, going into our Sylph episode comments, <clears throat> we'll just cover this one. We'll we'll cover the episode 100 comments in a future episode. Uh, yeah. A lot of hashtag thank you Sylph, such as from PvP Steve, uh, Ginger Ninja, and Sabine, Sabine Keller as well mm-hmm. too. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely shout out to Sylph for all the work they've done over the years, as we mentioned in the past uh, episodes, uh, two episodes ago. Roberto also says Michael from Niantic as episode 100 guest. Not quite, but it was a good guess. Uh, that would be Not cool. Quite. I mean, if we could get him on. Uh, he was recently a guest on Zoe Tuda's YouTube channel, and we'll talk yeah. about that more in this episode as well, too. But um, so, hey, you know. Good only, good idea. Only, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, I'd be for it. I'd be for it. Uh, Gil says, lifting and zombies is episode 100. <laughs> Wait, what's lifting and zombies? Uh, lifting and zombies <laughs> um, is a is a Pokemon Go spoofer streamer. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who makes uh, spoofing videos? So gotcha. I don't know about that one, Gil. I don't think so. <laughs> That's an interesting 
name in general. Yeah, uh, yeah no, unfortunately it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Melga said, also, please don't sit there thinking about your team's performance because the judges will tell you to hurry up. Dude, yeah, Mel. For real. You know, yeah. it ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. If uh, Again, if everyone could have seen behind the scenes in San Diego, Caleb was like, all right, two changes, lock in. Fastest and, locker in the game. I mean, dude, you could tell if you watch me on stream. I'm just Your body like, language. Waiting. I'm yep. just like, all right. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing, right? And they're just like, they're like staring at the phone. So like picking and stuff. I'm just like, ready to go. Uh, Sabine Kello says, the only Pokemon I've transferred accidentally was a Clefairy. I had just built the second before. <laughs> oh, man. A Clefairy? No. Oh, my gosh. As I wanted to put it on my team, it had vanished. I still don't know how that could happen. Oh, gosh. The double move in the dust is definitely something. Yeah, I definitely expensive. accidentally double moved and powered up the wrong Nidal Queen before for a tournament. Because <laughs> the CP <laughs> looked about right. And then I forgot. And I, it was like I praised two and I forgot which one I was going to use. So. Dude, you've, you've powered up the wrong Nidal Queen. You've run Water Gun Shadow Swampert, a Great League <laughs> tournament. tournament. I was just three, yeah. you, you've transferred a Leap Ray. Dude, what, what is going on with your inventory management, dude? Dude. It's uh, man, you know, these the old age is getting to me. <laughs> yeah. I Senile. Hey, I I will say too. I mean, I'm not that old, but like, I feel like spicy food's hitting me worse than it used to. And like, I don't know what yeah. else. I used to be able to handle spicy food. I can still handle it, but just I don't know. My body can't or what. Speaking yeah. of spicy food, is, you got that chip or what? What's what's Dude. that chip coming? Working on it, working on it. <laughs> Sabine says, the guest at episode 100, <laughs> I think Psionic is the trap here. Caleb's trying to trap me too because it must be him, doesn't it? So I say it's Shadow Z. Dude, no. having, having Daniel on the podcast would actually be really fun. Yeah, actually, funny enough, we did have Daniel on the podcast a long, long time ago, but that was a whole different Daniel Zaniri. So, yes. Uh, no, that would be a great return guest. Uh, again, he's very busy behind the scenes. He also works for TBCI. I don't know what, like, it, it's, like, I don't know if there's any restrictions on that, but that's not only we can ask. Because, yeah. I mean, dude, he, think about it. He hasn't even been working for TBCI for a year. Like, dude. literally half a year, like, today, almost. Like, almost yeah. just half a year. Wild. But, yeah. And we've come a long way. Uh, Sabine Keller says, I like Draco, uh, Draco Quiz from episode oh. 98. Great Good questions with surprising answers. I had all of them wrong. I mean, we pretty much did too. It was yeah. a kind of hard to listen to though, since Polly and um, Anacor both had too much room sound on the microphones, but the quiz itself was fun. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And and so two behind the scenes things. One is just um, they don't typically do podcasts and stuff. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if their equipment's like not like on the same level as me and Speedy, but, you know, we still appreciate them coming by. And, and the other thing is also, this is, people don't know, when we recorded it, it was, I think, like, nighttime for me and, like, midnight mm. for Polly because he's all the way on the East Coast. And he has a family and stuff, too. So I could I could kind of tell he's pretty much, like, whispering the whole time. So behind <laughs> yeah, the scenes, yeah, yeah. I had to bump up his volume a ton to match ours, which means that there's a lot more background noise. So, yeah, we apologize for that, but we do appreciate them coming by. And also, Anacor is all the way in Australia, so there was, like, <laughs> no perfect time zone anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. but I'll tell you I'll tell time. you what. Yeah. Dude, in 2024, let's launch the Battle Cats recording studio and just fly our guests to the studio and record in Yo. person. Yeah, you move on down to L.A., man, and then we got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. 
Uh, Sam Miller says, the only accidental transfer I've done is a second mood Bulbasaur for Little Cup. Was a huge investment to build another one for this week, but I need all the dust I can get. And I've always had zero <laughs> shake my head. Dude, uh, Little Cup investments are not cheap either, though, Sam. I, I yeah. feel you there because sometimes I'm like, hey, no big deal, right? I'm just making a whooper for Little Cup. What the heck? This is half a million. Like, it's just like you have to use Excels. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm, Some of these mm-hmm. Little Cup investments are definitely not cheap, so. Um, yeah, Bronzor, too. I mean, shoot. Oh, dude, don't even tell me. Yeah, they made Litwick better just for Bronzor alone. We'll talk about that later. But David also says, with the death of Sylph, I think it's about time we get pick six tournaments in GBL. Competitive play Pokemon tournaments have been a thing for a while now. Without Sylph, it'll be a lot harder to get practice tournaments in. GBL tournaments could have an ELO entry fee, and winners could do significant ELO gains and other rewards like Stardust. Hey, I'd be down for that. I mm-hmm. totally would be down. And even and honestly, if you integrate that with play Pokemon, you can even do like uh, for limited tournaments, right, like where they sell a lot, you get like regis- reserved spots for those at a certain ranking or, you know, performance from mm-hmm. a tournament. Um, when Play Pokemon first launched for Pokemon Go, there was actually like a legend requirement originally to like, to like, 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 more <laughs> spots right? go to legends, right? And they just kind of scrapped that because it was just like, uh, I don't know if it was like too hard to sync the data or like they just realized like they weren't going to fill up on the spots anyway. Probably both. Yeah. But I think I definitely could see potential in that as hopefully Go gets more popular and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I just want to piggyback on your point. Uh, David, I think that we should have a cup rotation that is show six, right? Like you should have Great League available and then you should have like championship series available, right? Yeah. And my the goal that I had in mind that I think would be really cool is if we had a show six format available in Go Battle League and maybe you had like a month long uh availability for that format and then whoever accumulated the most points by the end of that month would be invited to like a playoff tournament and then you could win an invitation to worlds remotely through go battle league like there'd be one north american continental champion you know one uh latin american continental champion those four champions would be supported by niantic to go to the world championships which i think would be really cool yep that'd be really dope really dope We'll see. Uh, we like the ideas, and hey, we know some from Niantic's out there listening, so yeah, take the notes. Take the yeah. notes. Pass along your own idea. We don't. Need I hope it. so. Yeah, <laughs> take, take all the credit, and then when the community is like, "Oh my god, this is the best idea ever," Caleb and I won't say a word. It was totally your idea. Yeah, except for me. Every episode, I'll be like, "You heard it here first on the Battlecast podcast." <laughs> Fair, fair. From David, actually. But um, all right, Chad uh, Cameron, actually, uh, Seaship says, Congrats on episode 100, dudes. Really hoping for a squirrel trapper reveal, dude. I, like, <laughs> I, I'd honestly be down to just hit up squirrel trapper and see what's up, right? I don't think squirrel mm. trapper would take us up on it, but I'd be down. I'd be like, Yo, here's the link to a podcast. Let's see what happens. These are on live, right? If you go like, if you go just like buck wild and stuff on, on the podcast, I'm just going to cut it out yeah. or bleep out or everything. just. Add a bunch of beeps, you know. Yeah. It's like a it's Jerry Springer shit. show. Exactly. There's no First yeah. Amendment on this show. It's, it's Caleb <laughs> Amendments only. <laughs> Jerry oh, Springer, man. too. Rest in peace, man. He passed away yeah. recently, too. I didn't realize he was like a mayor of a whole city and everything, too. Dude, that Dude. guy just did a whole a whole bunch of things, yeah. That Apparently, was a wild I think he was like, I don't know, don't quote me on this. I think he was like a decent mayor, too, but I don't know. I, I didn't look yeah. into it. 
Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Chips. Yo, Justin has a big question. Why don't we tackle this one together? Yeah. Because you, you've been reading them all. Uh, Justin says, please make the Don't Ever Change t-shirt happen. I've already placed a pre-order. Thanks, Justin. Wanted <laughs> to get your thoughts on the upcoming Shadow Raids as well. This seems like a great example of the disconnect between what Niantic thinks they are encouraging, which is community-focused engagement, I presume, and what actually happens in the real world. This is kind of... This is the kind of thing I would have gotten really excited about even three months ago. The prospect of maybe getting a Hundo Mewtwo, Purified, or Shadow would take either. And it does sound like it could be a fun raid mechanic with the right teammates. I would have went to a park or two with my son and maybe one or two lower-level locals and remote invited some people to ensure we could comfortably defeat it. Now, though, uh, the prospect of actually gathering together enough qualified people in person to take on a Shadow Mewtwo with the new, probably buggy mechanic is daunting <laughs> to the point of me just immediately giving up on the idea. Justin, I just want to cut it off. Like, there's a couple more sentences here, but yeah, I agree with you. I feel like, especially if you if you already anticipate there will be problems and you know that the stakes are higher, it's it's more difficult to defeat. It just makes things the barrier to entry is even higher if you already know that you can't dodge reliably charge attacks come through back to back in the raids it's buggy with the lobbies you never know what's going to happen it just feels like why make this more difficult because it's just going to be more frustrating in the end justin continues so instead of my being really excited and actually engaging with the game i'm planning on just avoiding them entirely i live in one of the most populated parts of the country which is la county yo shout out to caleb as well I can't even imagine the work it would take to try to gather up a group in a less populated area. Justin, uh, Shadow Mewtwo raid weekend happened. I live in southern Mississippi at the time. I did zero Shadow Mewtwo. Oh, can't believe about that later. It was brutal. Can't believe I'm the only one who feels this way either. I could be wrong. Hasn't even started yet, so maybe it'll go great and really encourage people to play more together. But it seems doubtful. Would love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely talk about Shadow Mewtwo's in a little bit, too, or Shadow Raids in general. Yeah, there's definitely some, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I will say there were definitely some positives I saw on Twitter. People were like, oh, I got to, like, meet some of my community members again, do these raids and stuff. But then there's other things where, like, on the flip side, you got no one to meet up with, right? If you're in Mississippi mm -hmm. and you're like, dude, there's no one doing these raids or it's really hard to coordinate. I tried using Campfire, and we'll, we'll talk more about that, too. But I, I do, I do, um... Yeah, I do agree with there. Uh, with the sent a lot of the sentiments there, Justin, and listening to the Michael on Zoe Two Dots YouTube channel also helped illuminate some of the ideas around that. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But thank you for the comment as always, Justin. Ryan Colgrove says, "Shout out to the SoCal Swablu homie Dapperdis. Almost had Caleb on the ropes. Yeah, dude, <laughs> those matchups were really." Really tight, Tough. dude. Uh, honestly, the closest matchups outside of honestly, my battles with Ramberto were like close, but like they weren't like as intense. The battles with Dabberdis were super intense. Um, and I hope I uh, wish him the best too. Um, he actually recently uh ran into some health issues too, so has to withdraw from Fresno, but wishing him a speedy recovery too. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, he was posting about it on Twitter. Yeah, but um, yeah, so he was in the hospital, he was hospitalized, but his factions needed one point to win the bout and he was the last one to go so he couldn't just forfeit go oh two so you know what he does he three o's his opponent from the hospital bed in the hospital after his uh healthcare incident wild dude what a dude i don't know who baller. his opponent is what a baller dude i i don't yeah. know who his opponent was but 
with all due respect, that's like a career ending injury right there. That's yeah. <laughs> if you get three up from the hospital, that's tough. Well, it, it was the last week of Sylph, and um, I think the opponent went spice and went like six ghost types. So what I heard is Dapper just went straight bite Gyarados <laughs> every single game and threw the opponent. But um, but yeah, um, I mean, I honestly like probably props to the opponent too for even trying to make that work because I'm sure like that was probably hard to coordinate too, but. Um, but yeah, wishing him a speedy recovery for sure. Also, shout out to Nathan throwing down the facts. Good to know I'm not the only casual mic drop. I rest my case. Uh, oh, oh, for the NBA stuff, right? Yeah. yeah I think um, so. Now we can leave this topic for our non-NBA peeps and return to our regular schedule programming. <laughs> also, rest in peace, the butt fumble. How does my fellow Jets fan, Caleb, not remember this initially? Dude, it's been years man um and uh so with that said finally the silk ending was a gut punch initially was completely shocked but thanks to some great people like some here on the podcast i think the torch will be con- carried soon enough yeah and ron Kogrove to our local organizer for Sylph, uh hosted one again this past weekend as well um at a local card shop which hopefully coming soon uh in la will be having the play pokemon like local tournaments locals yes yeah yeah so it, it should be uh I think they should be sanctioned to host them next season, which would be good. I mean, honestly, like starting this season, like no one's catching up to JJN in championship points, right? They released no. the thing and <laughs> he ain't catching up to them if you don't have enough points right now. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. 50, uh, uh, Del Gray says, I can't believe I've been listening to this podcast for 100 episodes. This is Ooh. the Joe Rogan podcast of the Pokemon Go universe. Amazing <laughs> job guys here for episode here for episode 200 plus on a sad note the latest decisions from niantic's side just made me not even open the game anymore after i'm done with this weekend's regionals in malmo i feel like it's time for a break and enjoy the summer hopefully things get better yeah hopefully so and i i, I hope that malmo went well for you uh, because you know i know that was also a tournament that happened recently hopefully the updates and some of the changes coming soon We'll get more excited, but totally understand and respect those that are deciding to take a break from the game. And hey, shout out to US 12 and to anyone that's been listening since episode one, all 100 episodes. Man, that's a lot of hours of listening to myself ramble about nonsense. So, you know, I don't know who was signing themselves up for it, but here we are. Uh, Uso says, I accidentally transferred my only shiny Kanto sand slash. Oh, no. no. The game was bugging and wasn't loading the Pokemon images, so I thought it was a non-shiny. Oh, dude. That's that's tough. Yeah. yeah. I've done that. I've driven through, like, dead zones, and I'm trying to transfer catches, and uh, and the game will, like, kind of stall out. I'm like, wait, did I select this transfer? Oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Hey, locals are also... Hit them up, man. I feel like a lot of people have extra Kanto sand slash, right? That could be an easy one to replace. True. Um, especially because they already have one registered in the Pokedex, so it won't be expensive. Hey, Uso, if you're around somewhere I'm around, I got you. I got some extra Kanto sand slash as well. Um, Derek Cruz says, it's 11.30 p.m. and just put on the, the 100. Let's see how this goes. Speaking of, congrats on episode 100. Yeah, the 100. Great show. Let me know. Let me know what you think, Derek Cruz. I will say season one, a little wonky at first. Because, like, they're just a bunch of, like, B-list, C-list, nobody actors for the most part. They do have the guy that played Desmond from Lost, actually. Uh, I forgot his name, mm-hmm. but the guy with the long hair, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they have some, like, known actors. But for the most part, a bunch of unknowns. But it gets it gets good. 
I guess good. Fish on a heater says, I'm guessing the episode 100 guest is Zionic and that he'll take that opportunity to reveal he was scroll trapped for all. No! <laughs> Great guess on the Zionic. He never revealed he was scroll trapper though, but you never know. He could be, you never know. He could, one. he could, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's the scroll trapper on his shoulder. Just the, the <laughs> yeah. evil voice. Yeah. And shout out to fish on heater and DeFi as well too, for their podcast. Um, on GoCast, they also have uh, a PP corner, which I listen to weekly, which is good. Uh, Rich Rank says, as an OG, first 15 or so member of ARPVP, it always warms my heart to hear that server mentioned in the community. It did so much for the PP community. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And being among the first to offer remote tournaments, the first for team formats, exactly, the very first. And at the beginning of the pandemic, Hosting consistently full remote tournaments. Love that server and everyone I met there as a local. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Shout out to them for sure. And about Sylph coming to an end, I remember competing at the last, uh, chance, qualifier. Yeah, last chance qualifier in Chicago for 2019 Worlds. And Toshi being on my tournament held at some park downtown on the Friday before actual Worlds. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, dude, actually, first time I met Toshi, you know how um, GoFest, they have like, uh, especially in 2019 they had it last year too um but they have those like you battle like best like blind threes right and you keep moving yeah forward, battle right? arena right i battled toshi in in one of my first or second battles and That's... i just remember because i didn't know who he was right at the time but he watched my loogie videos he, so he's like oh he's like oh dang it's caleb pang i was like I was like, oh, who are you? <laughs> but, <laughs> Josh, anyway, no. Yeah, anyway. So um, he ran like Sableye or something too because everyone was running Deoxys Defense. But I, funny uh, enough, I didn't have a Deoxys Defense made. And there was no species call. So people were running like double Deoxys Defense, right? Because that thing was broken. Like Psycho Boost wasn't even debuffing it. That's how strong it was. Yeah. I was running like something like Meganium and like Whiskash <laughs> or whatever, right? So he was like expecting Deoxys Defense back. And I had like a Whiskash, I think, that Blizzard his Sableye. Um, but yeah, first time I ever met Toshi too. Uh, we come a long way for sure. But yeah, back then I, I didn't know, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I, I won my first ever it, battle against Toshi. It <laughs> happens that way, right? Dude, we we both fought some pretty impressive people in our uh, our battle arena experience. You had Toshi, I had I had Shmusif. Oh yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. that go? Uh, he ran he ran double defense from Deoxys. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was like it was like DD Umbreon DD or something. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and well, I yeah, remember dude, for the same boy, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I th- it's been a while since I've told this story, so I'll tell it again, I, dude. I'm already feeling like a boomer and talking like one, too. But, anyways, the way the story goes is we play, uh, he wins, and he's like, Yo, man, don't feel bad about the loss, I'm the world champion, and shook my hand. And I was like, Oh, he I, did this after the worlds. Oh, you already knew who he was at that point, then, I already so, knew right? who he was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you I was say like, in response? I was like, I know. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Fast one forward. not so humble bag to one uh, not so feel great acknowledgement of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and correct the record as well. He was the North American champion. Yeah, yeah. Little did he know he's talking yeah. to the future world champion. Yo, <laughs> think about that, dude. That's a wild. That's that's a wild I, coming full circle. I, I thought about that. I was like, man, did anyone take a picture of that? Because I was just. I don't know. I well, was I like, you I was like your face after that one. But no, I was like, update a photo. You'd be smiling, <laughs> dude. I committed to like a, a Gallade team and I was like, I'm just going to run this the whole time, no matter what. And then he came out with double DD and I was like this freaking try hard. Yeah. And right? plus Umbreon too. That's uh yeah. 
it's not. But uh, I was I was the Toshi in that situation. I was like, yo, I know this guy. <laughs> but uh, and the other guy was a jerk, just like Toshi's opponent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey. You're so in that hot chip. Don't let me. Don't, don't make. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, everyone. I'm gonna make sure he orders it after this episode, right? I'm gonna right. be like, yo, go out to Amazon. We gonna we gonna get this hot chip next week. It's been it's been about time. I will say next week is appropriate too because it'll be the start of the next season. So yeah. Yeah. It will be that. Dude, start right. of the new season. Yeah, and let's let's get into the other stuff here. So thank you all for the YouTube questions as always uh, and comments. It's always a great time to cover them and hear your thoughts too. Um, shout out to all of our fans. So I know not everyone leaves comments, but we do appreciate the, the loyal listeners. Um, brief recap on Hartford too. I mean, we had a lot of regionals recently too. We had yeah. Metro City and Malmo as well. But I was at Hartford. You were at Hartford as well. Yes. Um, and we do have Wadage winning it all too, which mm-hmm. I feel like what a what an interesting and great redemption arc. I feel like right, like he yeah. started off like top eight, I think number f- top four or whatever in Baltimore, and then got away all the way up to top three, just barely missing out on world's qualification after BMing in Toronto. <laughs> right? He didn't lose because of BM, right? But like people people say you know, karma. Whatever. People say karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say whatever. Um, but uh, just losing out, you know, he had the the low skill like comment on Twitter and stuff, and he later apologized for it. And then, you know, I feel like he went through some stints where he just wasn't even making top eight, right? He didn't make top eight in San Diego. He didn't make it in Knoxville. Um, and then he was like, I feel like he was like just improving from tournament to tournament afterward, right? Like, um, was it Charlotte? He made top eight from from losers bracket side, yep. and mm-hmm. then. I think Fort Wayne, he got to the winner's bracket side, but got mm-hmm. knocked down uh, by Hedonis. And then this time around, he just went all the way through. Didn't lose a single set, too. Very impressive, too. I mean, it was a stacked tournament. I mean, yeah. think about this way. World's Invite went all the way to top seven because of how many Worlds already qualified people were in top cut, in top eight, right? Top 16. So, Which is was, wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. it was wild. No, I agree. It was it was cool to talk with Vidaj after the tournament. Um, again, like one of our goals as casters is to pull more like storylines from the players. We don't want to just see what's on the screen. Obviously, that's important, right? But we want to get to know who is actually playing here. And uh, talking with Vidaj, he said that his mental was just totally broken for a lot of the season. You know, mm-hmm. one thing would go wrong and he would just spiral. And we've actually seen that live in a few mm-hmm. tournaments, right? Or like he, he no shields a weather ball and then he just like no shields everything else. And he just kind of like throws in the towel. We're like, what are you doing, man? You had a chance. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he just kind of confirmed that, right? And then he talked about the people that he had been traveling with that really helped him like Onion and and Aiden, right? AKA Hot Pocket. Dude, that um, guy's running some D-Gen stuff, man. <laughs> I gotta say, he made bad good, but like, I would never take those strats, but. Dude, right? And I, I really, uh, something. I, I really think it's amazing what, uh, what Wadaj has accomplished and really proud of him for getting to Worlds. I hope his knee gets better. I definitely think he, he t- tore a tendon or something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was, he was physically incapacitated in some parts, yeah. but still, still played great. And dude, yeah. I, I thought I forgot who it was. Someone gave him a hug after one of them, and yeah, I was like, he dude, like watch hobbled. out!" Like, yeah, like, like they gave him an aggressive hug. Maybe it was Dune. I forgot who it was. No, it wasn't Dune. 
I forgot. It might oh, have been it was, it was Kevin Saladaris. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, 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 it was on yeah, stream. Yeah. I was like, oh, watch out, Kevin, man. He's injured. <laughs> like, you could, like, break his leg. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's showing all the love. Dude, what I, what I thought really characterized Hartford, though, was a lot of these, like you said, a lot of these world's qualified, really talented players were using, like, these crazy picks, like Hot Pocket with Bastidon, right? That was not the play style that we were used Dude, to at all. I was like, uh, Magic. Off. I should have ran something more than just Toxic Picks. <laughs> right? Right? And then you had Magic Mason with Guzzlord, mm-hmm. right? Running, running just some bonkers stuff. And I think it it was really, really fun to watch those matches. Uh, I wish we would have seen more of the loser's bracket in day two. Uh, That's like more behind the scenes thing. Hopefully next time we will see loser's bracket battles. But that being said, I do think it's a little bit unfortunate that we had all these spicy Pokemon, but then just the the freaking hardcore meta ended up in the finals. That's for mad for a reason, man. I was like personally thinking like, man, am I trolling by not bringing Trevin in? Because... I was because man, Swampert is so annoying for my team. Like it just like you had to lean to RPS, but that might be the last time for that. We'll see because this upcoming season or this upcoming yeah, this upcoming season of GBL and these updates we'll talk about it in a little bit. It's going to change some stuff. It doesn't change everything, but it changes yeah. some stuff. Yo, Trevenant's like just going extinct here. I Trevenant think. feels bad. It's down yeah, bad. I think Trevenant might be extinct on this one, but. That does reduce some of the RPS factor for sure. So uh-huh. we'll see. But again, how are we gonna deal with Lantern? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about more about that. Uh, yeah. Later. But um, yeah. Overall, though, Hartford was a great time. Um, little bummed, personally speaking, because I I was literally one set away from making to day two. I go to the winners finals, get Match Mason. I lose there. Right. I get a chance at losers finals. I get a rematch against the guy I two owed in the winners semis. And this guy had no Umbreon check. His best Umbreon check was like a Toxpex or a G-Fist. That was it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like those aren't really even Umbreon checks, but he had no fighters. No. Um, he had Sableye, Noctowl, Swamper, and Shadow Dragonair. Mm-hmm. So like not, nothing really for Umbreon. So I'm thinking, yo, this is going to be great, right? Jimbo Spice, too. Shout out to him. He's actually uh, a patron Jimbo. of mine, too. So first time meeting yeah. him in person, but he's in my streams a lot. He talks to my Discord. And so I was like, yo, I was like, I mean, it'd be great to battle him because he's a great battler, but... Um, but no, he made the adjustments. He two owes me at the losers finals. So crazy adjustment. Those were good battles. I wish I wish we saw that. Um, I battled him on stream, and looking back on it, even though I two owed him, looking back on it, I had to play like absolutely perfectly, and I yeah. won. Like I had like lead advantage every time too. Mm-hmm. So so like so looking back on it, even though I had a team comp advantage over him, he's still very talented, and I had to play really well to even get that two zero with the advantage that I had. So looking yeah. back on it, like I'm not surprised he two me, and he was going on a tear. He was like two owing everyone after, and he faced some tough opponents. He beat JJ in round one, beats Monarch round two, facing me round three, goes to losers finals, uh, losers bracket, faces someone else I can't remember who, and then Uber Judgment. Oh, and then nice. he has to face me again. Like, like, it, like, dude, and I'm telling you, none of my opponents were easy at Hartford as well. I didn't get any like rando like you know 1200 CP like like <laughs> yeah. you know infestation beedrill users right like every yeah. one of my opponents like I came to game three every time and i like i timed out umbreon into a zoom roll in game three of one of my matches uh, off stream and like the slivers of health was so low i couldn't tell who <laughs> until we saw the final screen holy like cow. it was that bad yeah it was, it was that rough so um so yeah all the opponents in hartford were great i mean partially maybe my team i built wasn't the best but i got some i got some spice for Fresno, right? Coming up Ooh, next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll uh I'll give you a sneak. Uh, you know what? 
I send you. Okay. I send you a screenshot, Ooh. right? And you could do the reaction here. But okay. overall, again, Hartford, uh, it was a it was a good time. So, uh, yeah. you know, and again, congrats to Wadaj. and then also uh, Chargeor as well qualified. Um, yes. Yeah, which is awesome. That. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to mm-hmm. say I I got to commentate with uh with Butters. That was a lot of fun, dude. I I got the usual Caleb seat there. That was uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. that was really enjoyable, dude. Butters is so hype and so much fun. That was definitely a fun cast. And then Jim, uh, and Mark as well. I thought were great. Yeah. Cast, so. Yeah, it's been a second since I've seen Mark too, but it was great yeah. to see him there too. Um. So we'll see okay, how it goes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Dude, okay, okay. You're you're a believer. You you saw what she did with it in Hartford, right? Actually, two two of these actually made it to the top sixteen in Hartford. Two of them? Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't yeah. realize that. Dude, should I drop the other name? I think that's enough of a hint, right? Yeah, it's fine. Just leave leave them be. If they don't know the okay. info, they don't know the info, you know. Okay. Hey, yeah. just no spoilers. like I said, just uh bring your bring your Bastion counters for Fresno, right? Bring your Bastion counters for Fresno. Um, I was going to ask you too. Vatican Community Day was during that event, yes, and we stayed around for a venue to catch stuff too, right? I know you were commentating, yeah. so you probably didn't have as many catches. Do you know how much Stardust mm-hmm. gained you had? Because I only got about three hundred k. Yeah, no, a little uh, over three hundred k, three fifty maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, so to be honest, I was trying to uh, push up to the twenty million, and I was like, you know what? There's double dust here at the event. Yeah. And uh, I think the spawns were were decent as well. Yeah, it was uh, triple dust there. So we ended up getting it with the star piece. It was like nine times dust. Yeah. So that's a yeah. benefit of playing at a regional. The only downside is there weren't as many spawns. So there are definitely some dead zones. Yeah. Uh, but I had a bunch of stacks going. So I didn't get as many as I was looking for. But also, I, I didn't like catch the entire three hours. I was like watching and doing rockets and talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was the same way, dude. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah. As, as I was saying, on Saturday, I actually grinded quite a bit as well. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. I actually got a lot of that Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Us, yeah. It was raining yeah. too, so it was weather boosted. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so for the weekend, pan powers, I think powers. Yeah, that's why. Because yeah, because <laughs> powers spawn at all the North America shows. So Bro. with the rain, dust boosts. Great times for Pan. Bro, my XLs blew up for Panpour <laughs> over that weekend. How many you got? Because I got. I got bro. a lot too. Bro, I got a lot. Okay, so we're going to compare visually here on the YouTube, but we will obviously talk about it as well. Dude, I blew up from like 176 to that. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> Caleb has more than yeah, double yeah. mine. He's got seven, uh, 700 something. I got 1,691. Bro, that's the thing though. Once you build one level 50 pan, pan pour, do you need any more? Yeah, I mean, the shadow version, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Anyway, anyway, so I, I think I'm I'm about the same. On Sunday, I was about 300K, but over the weekend, I did about 500, which is yeah, dude, pretty cool. I broke 2 million in, the, in a long Oh, Yeah, I go. spent a bunch though on Mewtwo racing. We'll talk about, more about that later, but, oh, okay. but yeah, I finally broke 2 million. I'm under 2 million again, but yeah. So it was, it was, like, it was cool though. I actually caught a Shundo. Fennekin. yeah, dude. It was that I was, was I was hanging out with legit. um Kaiser and Jokes, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was catching it was like a seven ten Fennekin. I just saw it, it was shiny. I was catching it, and then Jokes right next to me. He's like, "Yo, the seven ten Fennekin is a hundred. Well, I was like, uh. I was like, the shiny I'm catching right now. I was like, I'm pretty sure the one is seven ten, right? It, I catch it. It's seven ten. Him and Kaiser are looking over and we're like, "Oh, praise it, praise it!" I praise it, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's a shundo!" And like, we like freaked out, and like, I feel kind of bad because the broadcast is still going on. So like, 
it's almost like the crowd, like parts of the crowd were freaking out, and you would almost think like something happened on stream, but like nothing active was going on. So <laughs> I assume maybe people in the ghost section call was like TCG or VGC something going on there, but uh, no, it's just my shundo. <laughs> Dude, who knows? Maybe one day we need to get like a camera walking around the venue during a community day. That'd be cool. Dude, yeah. My hat fell off when in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, it was. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so what a great time. Looking forward to this upcoming weekend in Milwaukee. I'll be commentating at that one. Uh, so that'll be fun. Nice. And then Fresno coming up the weekend, uh, weekend after. And then I think we have a one or two week break. And then NAIC as well, too. Yo, so many tournaments. Actually, also this upcoming weekend, uh, shout out to the other regionals as well. Torino and Santiago, yes. Chile as well. So we got Europe tournament and Latin America tournament as well. Three tournaments right after moveset update. Literally, the update goes live a Whoa. day before, right? Like, we're talking about this update, but it hasn't even gone live yet. So you can't even, you can't even test stuff yet until, like, tomorrow. So it's going to be wild times i'm very excited to see what's gonna happen you know it's not it's, it's a lot of updates but um you know some of it feels a little like boom bursty with liquidation and leakage <laughs> everywhere but you know but there's a lot of good stuff there too yeah. before we get into that stuff though let's talk about some of the other stuff that's happened master ball is released i got my master mm -hmm. ball i don't know if you got your master ball yet not I, yet yeah you didn't get it yet Nah, what, what, what are you stalling on your task roll? You, you wait to claim like the extra 1,000 dust at an event or something? Yeah, bro. I, I got to win these Stardust bets somehow. No, uh, what's what's the uh, what's the storyline? It's the Let's Go. It's a Let's Go quest line. Let's yeah. Go quest line. All right, I'm scrolling. I got Valorous Hero level 50 challenge. Oh my God, Dude, okay. it was actually funny. I was showing how stark all my uncompleted research at yeah. Hartford, and he was getting super triggered, man. <laughs> He, he was like, oh, dude, list. don't show me that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't look at that. Oh, dude, how stark. He was he was flustered. Yeah, yeah. You All right, you I just... I, you, you know I enjoy seeing how stark flustered, so... Dude. Okay, I claim um, I claim the research. Yeah. Now I have to catch 25, defeat three rockets, make three excellence, evolve five. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, what, what part of the task is it? Is that like seven out of eight? Oh, five out five of six. Out okay. six. All right, All right. Yeah. okay. All right, well... well All right. Yeah, dude, uh, dude. Also, I saw Robin Sparkles on Twitter too. Accidentally mm -hmm. used a master ball, dude. This is like, dude. Okay, yes, too. Because I, I, please, I get it, right? So, please preface this because this is a huge thing. Yeah, so she must have been like walking a Galarian Articuno, I think, earlier. But you know how sometimes when you switch off a buddy, a Zaru can spawn still as your old buddy. So my guess is she's probably using her daily incense, and then from daily incense. A Galarian Articuno spawn, quote unquote. It was like two thousand nine hundred CP or something. Turned out to be a Zerua when she used a Master Ball. Yeah, dude, I would be furious. Yeah, she's good about to. Hopefully, I don't know if Niantic can sort that out or not, but dude, I would be big mad. Uh, tell yeah. us, tell us in in the comments or on social how mad you would be if you actually freaking caught a Zerua with right? a freaking Master Ball, dude. As well, oh, no. and I mean, Galarian birds make sense to spend, right? That's probably the best thing to use on a mass ball these days, yeah. unless you have like a hundo that's about to run you on your last ball, maybe from a raid. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, one of my patrons actually caught a 98% Galarian Zapdos with master ball, wild because you don't know the IVs beforehand, right? But that's yeah, legit. pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, Dude, hopefully let's... that works out for Robin Sparkles. If not, she probably the first one in the world to uh catch a zero with a master ball. So dude. Let's 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 talk about this real quick. Um I think I think we talked about it before. It would be such a huge flex to throw out like a PvP Pokemon with a master ball. 
like this is my metachem coming out of my master ball like see the purple oh, ball flying out dude yeah do you think anyone at worlds this year will have a pokemon in a master ball i don't think anyone so. You don't think like, so? Again, like you don't know the IV spreads. Like, how? Why would you spend it on like? I mean, unless your I, buddy I, next to you caught a yeah, hundo. True, true. Right. And you like, look you, at it, and you're like, oh. Yeah, but what's a, a hundo for? Uh, what's a shundo for? Greatly that you use. Wobbuffet's like purified, right? Uh, shiny Alolan Sandshrew. <laughs> That's so specific, hey, dude. Hey, if you make it the world with shiny Alolan Sandshrew, I don't know. Yeah, both for them though. It doesn't have to be a hundo, right? Like you could be next to somebody. They say, oh my God, I just caught the rank one Azumarill. And then you click on it and shiny and you're like, all right, master ball it up. Everyone that qualified worlds, you heard the challenge here. Be yeah. the first one on stage to throw a master ball at worlds. Dude, that, that would be, be such a flex. That could be you. We'll definitely point it out. And if we miss it, then man, someone sue us because that's that's a shame that we missed that. <laughs> and be real. There's going to be more than one master ball, right? I mean, they're I not going to release. Oh, you think so? Yes, dude. It, 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 there would be more buildup, right? They just released this one. They said, okay, know. it's out. You only get one in the main series game. How could you get multiple here? I mean, except for like back on. in the day in the sil silver and gold grave to dupe it and stuff in the Poke Center. I mean, like, come on. That's, that's not like typically a thing, though. You're, you ah. really think you really think Niantic would just drop this once in a lifetime? I you can even buy team medallions. Nothing in Go is permanent. Yeah, but this goes to main series canon lore, right? I don't know. I, I let us know I in think, the comments below if you think Speedy's right on this one or not. I I'm temp I'm actually I get what you're saying, but for this one I'm leaning towards like this is a once in a lifetime thing. No, which is why I no might just hold on to my master ball forever unless like it's like a Hundo Shadow something and I'm on my last ball, right? I would probably use no my master ball there. But that's about it. Nah. Yeah, I think we're. I think honestly, my theory, and then we can move on. My theory is that we're gonna get one master ball per year. That's my theory. Oh my goodness! Wow, you really, really up in the stakes here. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm still waiting for Wooloos to spawn more than once a year, right? <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. We might get some Wooloos. Uh, yeah, soon. Yeah, and speaking of Hundo Shadows, you know how you like this transition? Shadow raids, baby. We got some shadow raids now here too, Let's and go. it started this past weekend and you know pros and cons some people like it some people don't you can only raid them in person right we had the first shadow raid debut with shadow mewtwo and then i think there's going to be shadow articuno coming up in later next month uh this mm -hmm. upcoming month sounds right um but uh just on the weekends but yeah shadow raids can only do it in person and the first set was shadow mewtwo starting this past weekend i do think it's a good one to debut uh, especially if there's no issues and stuff. And it didn't seem like there were really any issues, especially in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I know Michael Storanko went all the way to Australia just to make sure that it was going smoothly and they had a representative there. So uh, yes. good on him to and good on 90 someone out there for that. Um, but yeah, Shadow Mewtwo. So we had a whole event with Shadow Mewtwo and everything and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, you, you, you Ray alluded to it earlier, but you didn't do a single one, right? Did you try nope. to? No, no, no. I, I, was, uh, I was in the car. And I, I think Saturday I went down to Louisiana and then Sunday, I think I was in, uh, no, we went to, we went to Hattiesburg on Monday. So Sunday I was in Picayune, um, Saturday I was in Louisiana and no, like I would drive around, I would see them, right. I look at the lobby and there'd be uh, nobody in the lobby and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm only my one account. Like there's nothing I can do. I just even if you had two or three accounts, which that's against COS, but even if you did, you can't yeah. do it. Like it's, and, and it takes a lot of people. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and not only, yeah, that was to the point that Justin made earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. even, even if you could get like one or two friends to help you, it's not enough. So like, mm-hmm. why, why make it in person only, but also harder? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. With the gems. Yeah. Yeah. You had used the purified gems, the purified gems, uh, they like didn't fully consume them. So I do appreciate that. Cause like, there's no way you get enough gems to do like back to back to back to race. Right. If sure. you just had some stored, like it just saved them for you, which was kind of nice. But yeah, it was uh, it was tough. It was tough. I did a few on Saturday. I had to call up some friends to come down to where I live to like do some nearby, which was still a struggle. Like we're struggling like four to five people. Um, and then Sunday I did a couple more. I kind of slept in a little bit, so I didn't do a ton. But I just drove down to Santa Monica, and the only reason why we we're able to do all these is because Santa Monica was spoofed for heaven. There were like twenty plus people <sighs> lobbies everywhere. But that's like. Like, like reliably, that's the most reliable way, which is unfortunate, right? Like, I I think it's a cool system, but not allowing remotes and stuff, having a remote raid limit, and then all, it just, like, encourages spoofing, I think. Right? I keep thinking back. I keep thinking back to that tweet you made a few weeks ago about how Niantic is trying to encourage certain behaviors, but they don't put anything in place to facilitate that behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that's still the case. I mean – you know, like you said, I, I still want to hear your, your experience with campfire, but like you said, campfire is like it. Otherwise, you know, <sighs> all the local discord communities are really relying on us again to do our own thing, which is, uh, you could argue a bit unfair. Yeah. I don't even think there's a lot of even active local raid discords anymore in LA. And if there are, I'm not in them, but I try using campfire. I really did. I give it an honest shot. Um, and coordination was just like impossible. Like they're just, I, I, like I said, I, I live in LA. And there's a lot of people in LA, one of the biggest cities. A lot of people play Pokemon Go in LA. And even then it was hard, right? Outside of Santa Monica. And I think a lot of people just went down to Santa Monica in general just because they're like, well, you know, why not? But like it was like a 40 plus minute drive for me to do like a few few raids and I was just raiding with spoofers, right? Like I was with a friend and we couldn't even get into the same lobby because that's how many spoofers there were. Like we go in the lobby at the same time, but we're different 20 person lobbies. But it's just just how it is, unfortunately. It's just how it is. Um, you know, I do, I'm sure some people had like successful raid days and stuff, but like, it's just like, like, it's just, you can't, you can't say because it had, there was success in like the top 15 to 20% of people that it was like, that's, that's like the standard, right? Like it's not, it's not the standard. It's not the norm. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, and even if it's a norm, right, even if 51% of people had a great time, 49% 49% of people still could not do a single one, right? And this mm-hmm, game's built on mm-hmm. FOMO. You can't even trade shadow Pokemon, right? Uh, I will say, too, my thoughts as well is that the shiny rates are really low. I, I didn't get a single yeah. shiny. I mean, I didn't do a ton. I did, like, maybe over 10. But I didn't still. get a single shiny. But, like, but, but there were a lot of people that did, like, 40 plus, and they got one shiny. So there's that. Not great. The IV floor is, like, 666 is weird. Dude, it's such a weird situation because, like, if we have shadow Regis in raids... Yeah, we want the six six six, whatever, right? But for the most part, for the most part, the vast majority of Shadow Legendaries, we want high IVs, right? What are you going to do with a six seven eight Shadow Ho right? You know, what are you going to do with a ten, like six eleven Mewtwo, right? Like it's just and, and like to to make more Master League, not only is that a ton of Stardust and a ton of XL candies, you're going to make a subpar one, like, and you can't trade them, you can't yeah. lucky trade them, right? So, yeah. Um, I think this, I mean, yes, purifying could bump everything up to two, but like if you equalize it out, that's only a 888 floor, right? So, yeah, I, I, it, like it, it just, it's very hard. Like, yeah, people posting like shadow 
hundred mutus on Twitter, but like that is not easy to get right with those odds. Yeah, I think there's like two things to consider, right? Niantic keeps saying they want it to be a forever game, and I I get it because I've started to feel a little bit of that, especially if you look at like XLs, right? For example, we just we were talking about the Panpour, right? In my mind, I'm never going to build more than one of a level fifty something <laughs> unless I'm building just some super hardcore raid team, right? Yep. If I want like six level fifty metagross, that might be yep. like the exception where I absolutely right. go wild for that, and the amount of effort that it takes to do that is exponentially greater than just to make one, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess you can, I can see where like the grind should be incentivized. And you look at Shadows, and in particular Shadow Mewtwo, right? One of the top raid attackers in the entire game per you know per damage output. That's obvious, right? So I think like it's it's the seesaw effect where you have on one side you have make it a forever game. So the people like grind these shadows and they want to actually uh you know keep hunting them in order to get good ones for raids and we keep them on the hamster wheel and we keep them playing right because once you get a couple of sh- hundo shadow mewtwo's maybe you, you call it you don't do raids anymore mm-hmm. and you're done with that objective and then on the other side of that a seesaw is accessibility right like is it fair to ask people to do dozens and dozens and dozens of shadow mewtwo's just to get one that's a viable raid attacker or for example not even mewtwo but like shadow machop right in the raids is it fair to ask people to just raid them over and over and over again or to get a shadow hundo or to get a pvp viable machamp right Right. yep it's like i don't know yeah and we'll we'll definitely get more into some of the thoughts on that too when we get into our tea segment uh with michael beyond zoe's video but yeah it's so expensive like it's yeah this i mean like it's not like if you play scarlet violet or in the main series game like you can have a team ready and built in like a weekend, right? Uh-huh. Like this is like, do you spend a weekend catching stuff? You might be able to power something up halfway, right? Dude, <laughs> like, I, I remember talking to our, our TCG casters, man. They said you can go buy all the cards you need to run Mew yeah. V-Star right now. Yeah. And you can just you can just do it for like, you know, 20, 30 bucks or so. And then you can yeah. just go to a tournament and compete. Yeah, you could use a winning deck and compete, right? The, the hard part is learning the game inside out. But I mean, that's the same thing would go, right? If you want to compete and stuff, you still have to learn the mechanics, accounts, and stuff. But having the team ready is like is also a grind in itself, right? Like it's hard to have the time to study all the stuff if you're grinding stuff, right? Like we, yeah. we you know, our co-caster Frosted Caribou like spent forever trying to make her med champ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, tons know, of raids, yeah, tons of raids, tons of raids. So, back back when you could remote in to Mega Meta Champ, true, true. <laughs> back when you could remote in, you can't even do that anymore. So right. Um, well, one final thing I'll say here before we move on to, to the next thing. Uh, one positive thing I've seen is that our friend, uh, Shiny Hunter Ben, says that the lower level shadow raids have gotten him out of the house. He's mm-hmm. actually like walking over to a gym and using his free pass because a hundo shadow machamp is worth a daily free pass or a, a better shadow machamp for Ultra League is worth it. So I actually think that's a really viable point, especially if you're like doing the slow grind to get upgrades on IVs. You really think that's better than a Reggie Gigas? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unless you march all day, no one's really rating Reggie. You guys, come on now. Um, That's true. Yeah, I, the other thing with the Shadow Mewtwo is like, where there were no rare XL candies. Like what? They were in person raids. Like I don't think they were really dropping at all, which is weird. Like the rewards are a little measly. Like I get it. Like the Shadow Mewtwo is a nice reward, but ninety nine plus percent of the time, that Shadow Mewtwo is going to be trash. So hopefully, you got some nice rewards. You can't even trade them. You can't even trade them for XLs. You have to spend twenty k to purify them, then to trade them. Like, it's not yeah. worth it. You might as well just transfer, right? Um, yeah. Like, you know, some of my legends, I save just to, like, re-roll with people, right? Just to get an mm-hmm. extra XL and maybe a chance for Hundo. Dude, that's too much investment. So, 
Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I think it's um, I think I I will say I think Niantic is taking in the feedback, right? So we do appreciate. I I, mean, I do appreciate that we do have shadow raids, right? Something new, sure. something different, right? A way to get it, right? Because getting just one shadow radar like every three months is not enough for a <laughs> shadow Pokemon that you might not even want, right? Yeah. But I do appreciate that they are adding them so that there is a way to get them. But for some people, there really still isn't a way to get them. So just just something to think about anything. But we do yeah. we do appreciate, you know, updates and stuff like that and the different events. But yeah, this one makes reviews. You know, I mean, I don't have a bad time. But again, like being realistic, like I, there's no way I do these raids if I'm not living in like a very big yeah city, right and and for me dude i'm so desperate for a hundo mewtwo i would have caught a, a 98 shadow and purified it like dude. that's just the way i am <laughs> yeah for uh, oh 50 50 14 uh no 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 i kept it keep it shadow keep okay, shadow. okay okay it 96 was like a four... <laughs> okay 14 15 15 too right you don't want to lose CMP yeah too. i don't lose That's cmp now hey move out to la man got you covered or, right. or I should say the spoofers. <laughs> <laughs> right. we, uh, as, they, as they used to call it, air support. We got air support. <laughs> yeah, air support. Air support for sure. Um, all right. Before we get into the new season update, yo, we got another community day on the horizon. Man, I just feel like we just came out of Fennekin, but here we yeah. are. Um, so I'm hyped we, for this one. Yeah, you want to take, take it? Dude, for sure. Info? All right, let's hear it. Yeah. So, so the next upcoming community day is June 10th. It's one of the most badass shiny third tier evolutions in the entire game we get axiu community day and with that we get our shiny haxorus right i know the shiny axiu has been out raids prior right that's fine but i still want a chance at the elusive shundo haxorus for master league premiere right event bonuses three times catch xp you get two times candy two times chance for xl candy you get lure modules incense activated during the event will last for three hours take snapshots etc uh, you can also battle the Fracture in raids. Fracture has limited viability in some cups as well, but it's really tough to use. I wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. But what I really am looking forward to, because I played, I actually have a lucky Haxorus that I play in Master League Premiere sometimes. It's a 14, oh, really? 15, 15. And it is You, you maxed it out already? No, no, no. no. It's, it, it's back oh, when Premier, uh, it was Premiere. Yeah. Premiere in, in yeah, level yeah, 40, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. But I, I, I will say I have 243 XL Axew candies because I've been trading every single one I've caught. Oh. And uh, this, well, you're, you're good now because you're going to be plenty, plenty. Uh, you have plentiful in a week and a half. I yeah, have one thirty four. Yeah, dude, I really, really want the Shundo Haxorus. It's black and red. It looks so sick, dude. It's like Rayquaza, kind of mega Rayquaza. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, it's also getting breaking swipe too, which yeah. is the move that Rayquaza only has at the moment. So if you Ooh. don't know, too, breaking swipe, it's uh, it debuffs your opponent's attack power but also does a decent amount of damage too i mean especially mm -hmm. from a hard-hitting pokemon like haxorus that that'll be interesting that'll Dude, be interesting this is up. actually happening during fresno but you know it'll be fine uh june 10th saturday 2 p.m to 5 p.m but uh you do have the discounted uh trade costs and you get an extra special trade so if you have fresno uh, or just with your community in general, just a great, great time to swap and stuff. So. Dude, two, two shout outs. I want to make real quick. Uh, the first is to our world champ dancing. Rob, he finally got his Lundo Axew just like mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And he got it from Mish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Second shout out I want to make is to no fun pain done. 
who runs the unified tournament format. He loves Haxorus, loves the hell out of that Pokemon, right? He mm-hmm. actually designed a meta over a year ago where Haxorus was the number one pick in the entire <laughs> meta. And I know that our two friends, Rob <laughs> and, so and, and Dunn, are going to be really excited about this one. Yeah, definitely. Triple XP for catching Pokemon too, so great for yes. those that still need to level up. Um, but yeah, it should be a good one. And if not, I'm not mistaken, isn't this upcoming G- like season, GBL season slash Pokemon season in general, guaranteed XLs for trades? Um, That's a good question. I believe it is. Yeah, let's take a look at that real quick as we get into the new season news as well here too. Um, I don't know, maybe it's not on their website, but I could have sworn it is. And if that's the case... Hey man, I'm a, I'm going to be swapping. I'm saving as many axes as I can in Fresno. So hit me up. We're going to do some swaps, right? I'm trying to. I need to do some swaps because like I don't think I don't have a hundo yet, and maybe we'll go lucky or just get a random hundo from trades. But save your axes for me, please. We'll do, do it. some trades. We'll do some trades. I'll save my axes for you if you need it too. Um, but speaking of the new season, yo. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so like only a few hours before you hear this if you hear on release. But starting tomorrow, June 1st, Hidden Gems, Go Battle League, new season. Hidden Gems in general, just for new like season in general. But uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. So we are starting with Great League and Summer Cup, Great League, all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. We have some two-week metas, too, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think the one-week metas were just, like, a little quick. Uh, we have a Go Battle weekend, July 1st to the 2nd, which is mm-hmm. occurring during NAIC, but it is during a whole weekend, <laughs> and not everyone's going to NAIC, so um, maybe you can battle from home if you're watching. It'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. And then they actually have a Pokemon Go World Championships event as well from the 11th to the 15th of August. And that'll Dude, be... last year's was sick. Yeah, last year's was sick. Would love to see something like that again. Pikachu Libre is back again, and hopefully this time around, I will not transfer it once I hit Legend. <laughs> if I hit Legend, but uh, we'll see about that. And this is this is something I'm really happy about. We got a bunch of encounters and stuff like that, typical stuff. But we got Phalanx and Wulu in the encounters for GBL, starting from Let's rank go. 16 and above. That is awesome. Do we need Wulu so bad? I have the Hundo. I have a Hundo best buddy double, but I can't build it for oh, Ultra because do? I don't have the XL. Oh, I'm still yes. looking for the Hundo, man. I have a yeah, 98 bro. I've been using for Great League. Because it's my only one. So I've been using a Great League spread, a 98 spread, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And then, dude, yeah. what? Got That's it. That's wild. That's wild. Did you do it from a trade? How did you get that? No, no, no. I caught it in the wild. In, oh, wow. Back in Tampa, and I walked 67 kilometers with it total, but dude, I still dude, only you have not walked still, that much with it. <laughs> I still <laughs> only have 41 XLs, dude. That's yeah, I go because you only walked 67 kilometers. What did you expect? <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I I haven't even walked a Wulu yet, but I did trade a bunch because I thought that maybe double would be good one day if it gave it a moveset update, which mm. it did, right? Yep. Um, so I did trade a bunch after the spotlight hour from years ago, but it uh I just don't I don't have the hunt though. Yeah. yeah, I gave my friend a right. lucky hundo though, so Ooh, he's, he's probably loving things. that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we definitely need some Wulus here too. I mean, honestly, that's a great Pokemon to use a lucky trade on. That's non-special because yes. you need the hundo for Ultra League, or you could do some like weird best buddy spreads. But like, it's just not worth it in my opinion because there's so many things that need best buddy. Yeah, I have 189 XL candies. Ooh, you're and a thousand five hundred candies. Me. Yeah, but the problem is like I just don't have the hundo. I don't have one, <laughs> and so yeah. my Great League one. Um, anyway, we have a bunch of different cups too. I mean, that's that is what it is. The most important part is we have updates for PvP. 
Yes. Actually, I did a tier list on stream. I'll release a YouTube video later on my main channel as well. Um, main channel, my only channel, my only YouTube channel. <laughs> but uh, uh, a tier list of stuff, and I tried tier list all the different changes and stuff. But we have liquidation charge attack, which is essentially a water move, chance of lowering opponent's defense by one stage. Same thing as crunch, essentially water var variant, and then leafage is a fast attack, which yep. is essentially grass fast attack. Same. Uh, clone essentially with bullet punch, which Metagross yes. uses, and sometimes Scizor. That's it. It's not the best move, I will say. Bullet punch, and I don't think Leafage will be because, again, Metagross and Scizor don't use bullet punch because it's good. They use it because that's the best they have. <laughs> but that being said, attack changes to Ice Ghost Spear, five extra damage on it. Poison Fang, five extra damage on it. Pretty good because those will definitely help out Nidal Queen and Wall Ring be more relevant again because they've been pretty much extinct in the past six months. Yeah, rollouts. Man. Uh, does one more damage, which might not seem like a lot, but it definitely could add up in certain matchups. Because Dunsparce, you can't really roll out anything down at the yes. moment. Um, Mud Bomb, five extra damage. That's going to be a big one to help check Lantern and stuff. And the Mud mm -hmm. Boys are going to be thriving. Toxicroak, Whiskash. Yeah, Toxicroak as well, Whiskash. Unova Sumphis, too. Um, Sea Bomb, this is a big reason why Mud Boys are going to be thriving, is increasing in damage by five damage, but the energy cost is also going to increase this energy cost is so such a big deal that it mm -hmm. bumps tremnant down to rank like 674 or 75 on the pu poke great league rankings here's yes. yo take a guess i want you to take a guess and and uh and people at home can take a guess too okay. what do you think is the highest ranked grass pokemon at the moment for this upcoming season after these changes the highest ranked one on performance um i was gonna say I was going to say Chestnut. No. Nope. It's either Chestnut or Venusaur. Nope. What? You're, you're, not, it, you're never going to guess this one. Is it is it level 50 or is it? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's like it's it's like a... Cradilly. No. Tropius. No. <laughs> I told you you're never going to get this. No, what is it? Lorantis. <laughs> oh, come on. At, 40, at spot 40. The highest ranked grass is a Lorantis. Obviously, I think overall, like Venusaur and um, I mean even Cradilly or Chestnut can perform better than Lorantis, but yeah, that just goes to show how irrelevant grass types are going to be in the near future. Well, like, I think I think I think that the statement in general, I don't know if that will hold up because I think Lantern Medicore is gonna be really popular, and I like Venusaur against that a lot. Yeah, but here's the problem. A lot of ice types got buffs, and let's let's get into it. And this is why it gets really tricky to use grass types. But not only that, this is why Lance is going to be really strong. These ice types are also going to check dragon types. Also going to make dragons really hard to use, which are the mm -hmm. two main checks to Lantern. Yo. You got ground types, but it's got water moves, right? So it's, it's like tricky. Alone Sandslash gets Drill Run, which is a straight upgrade. Same amount straight. of same amount of damage as Bulldoze, but just less energy, right? And Alone Sandslash is already kind of killing it in some ways, especially Shadow Form. Confable gets Fairy Wind. Eh, it's like nothing crazy, but could be interesting in some cups. Wigglytuff gets Disarming Voice. A little better Ultra for Wigglytuff, but... Ultra League Clefable. Ultra League Clefable with Fairy Wind is going to be... Yeah, I heard. Yeah, that could be pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, Golduck is now so here's the thing with fairy wind confable though i did this i checked this in comparison um sylveon you don't need xl for ultra league to power up right confable you do need xls their stat product is very similar 
Despite really? Clefable needing XLs. Yeah, I remember doing looking into this. I was like, what's the point of making a Clefable when you can just make a Sylveon, right? Because I remember <laughs> I think Jonathan Kelly drafted it in ADL Ultra League draft. He drafted Clefable when Sylveon's round. And we're like, dude, you're just drafting a more expensive Sylveon, right? Because Sylveon also... Wait, no, Sylveon doesn't have Fairy Wind. It has a quick attack. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, Fairy Wind's a little different there, but... The difference, the difference here is that Clefable cannibalizes all the other fairies because it has Meteor Mash. Ah, that's fair. That's it's going to annihilate all the Sylveons and especially the A9s, dude. Double super effective against A9. Ah, that's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Good. Okay, maybe it saves some utility. All right. Well, good thing it has Fairy Wind now. <laughs> Golduck has, uh, is now able to learn Liquidation. Eh, nothing crazy. But Dugon learns Drill Run. Huge coverage for steals and for opposing, but also on top of that, for opposing water and ice types, right? That's going big. Because before it was throwing icy wind, like at resisted, like double resisted against Lapras, like which is doing nothing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Drobo mm -hmm. would definitely help with some coverage there. And also on liquidation, probably not a strong recent run liquidation outside maybe some niche meadows. Koyster also has liquidation, Vaporeon as well. These. Armaldo floats, so also getting liquidation. Nothing crazy about those, but just <laughs> just want to throw them out there. Togetic, Togetic also gets Fairy Wind. Not well, not that great, but maybe good for some limited meadows. Yeah. Quagsire gets Mudbomb. This is a big one because Mudbomb got buffed. Quagsire also doesn't have to go straight for Earthquake anymore. It makes it essentially like a, a – like a, it's already kind of a cousin to Whiskash, but it even yeah. mirrors more so because now they both have Mudbomb and they both have a hard-hitting coverage move like Stone Edge or Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, technically, Quagsire can also learn Sludge Bomb too, and <laughs> yeah. spray a bunch of things actually. But um, but the thing is, the thing I like about this is that Quagsire and Whiskash have utility where Swamper doesn't in some ways because Swamper has to go all the way to Earthquake to take out something like a Lantern mm -hmm. uh, in one shot, right? Obviously, you could go straight Hydrocans and two shields and still win, which is kind of wild. But um, but you could just go straight Mud Bombs on Quagsire and Whiskash, which is nice, right? And even yeah. against stuff like Glenn Stumpus. Makes the matchup a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, so, except it's for that, be Quarks fun. Are, yeah, Shadow Quarks are definitely moving up in the rankings too. Will yeah. we see it this weekend? Ooh, we could. Or next weekend. We'll, we'll see. Or next weekend. Or next weekend. Hey, bring your Bassy counters, man. I'm just saying. Um, Tarantar is now able to learn Brutal Swing. Eh, this is what it is. It's not, it's, it's not really relevant for anything except for maybe Halloween Cup for those yeah. rock hole teams. Um, or, some, or some raids. Yeah, Cordelia learning Rockside. I was kind of hating on this one originally, but this actually allows Cordelia to beat Knockdown all even shields and able to beat Altari, I think, with a bullet seed advantage. Kind of wild, actually. Not bad. Not bad. And then you think about the Lantern matchup being pretty good, too. Not bad, but not better than Lorantis, according to P-Poke. <laughs> um, Driplim also is able to learn Mystical Fire. That's actually a big one, too, because now it has coverage against yeah. Registeel. It could beat Registeel yes. now in one shield and two shields, which is pretty big. Pretty yeah. big. I, I learned this back in the day in Go Battle League, but there's no shot you're going to lock on down a Driplim with Registeel. It has way too much HP. I survived with like one to five HP mm -hmm. multiple times in Registeel mm -hmm. matchups back in the day. Mm -hmm. Dude, there is no shot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That. So that's going to be interesting, but We'll talk more about this later. Lantern is looking kind of scary, though. Um, Snover, Obama Snow uh, are both learning Leafage, as well as Rowlet, Dartrix, Decidueye. None of these are super relevant, I think. I mean, maybe for Little Cups, some of the pre-evolutions are, but Decidueye is not going to be good in any shape, way, or form. What? What meta was it where uh, where Decidueye... Sun Sunshine Cup, yeah. Dude, Decidueye yeah, with Leafage Leaf. in Sunshine would have I been... don't know. I think they wanted to run DJ and Razor Leaf, <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, it was so frail, though. Like, I threw a bulldozer from my big yeah. rock and almost took it out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, fair. 
Yo, my favorite. Promo Pass learning Zap Cannon, man. <laughs> Yo, talk about an upgrade, bro. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hey, look. If you the land best... a Zap Cannon in a play tournament, let me know. The <laughs> best steal. The best steal in Great League Remix is going to be Empoleon, unless something comes up. But the second best steal is going to be Probo Fest. Dude, dude at dude. that point, just don't run a second steal. <laughs> dude, how it. much you got? You got farmed down like an Altaria to get to that Zap Cannon. It's true. Um, Heatran is now up to learn Earth Power, which unfortunately actually doesn't help that much because it's just Groudon's so good. Groudon Kyogre is so good. Like, you just Heatran's so hard to use in Mass League. Like, yeah, I've tried it. Dude, it's not easy. But, but what about. The Nihiligo matchup, dude. Double super effective against Nihiligo. Come on. Dude, Nihiligo, dude. I did lose a couple of Nihiligos in Master League recently. <laughs> but, like, I'm just like, dude, like, what What the – like, it's so weak to Dialga. Like, it's such a risk to bring it. But they, got, dude, they only if you go locked into my Lugia and Ho-Oh, so I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Only if you go Zashin hunting. That's when Nihiligo is actually – True, <laughs> true. Yeah, I didn't have a Zashi. I mean, I guess it's not bad against the Flyers, like Ho-Oh and Lugia and then the Flyers. Yeah. So maybe there's some Rock. Yeah. 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 Um, Samra is now able to learn liquidation as well. And Caracasta as well, dude. There's a bunch of liquidations, like I said. Samra, Caracasta, so Electros, Bear Tick, all liquidation. Uh, nothing great. Golisopod learning liquidation is something, though. I will say that that mm -hmm. does give it like that's something that actually needs a better water move than Aqua Jet. So, I'm 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 saying it here. Golisopod one update away from being something really good in Ultra League. I think it has Caraclaw liquidation. It needs a better second charge move. But thank you. Yeah, dude, Ghost Spot has one of the most badass designs. I think that Pokemon needs upgrades. So it needs to be viable. It looks so cool. I caught a rank one last year. I think in Milwaukee or NAIC. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let's go. Someone else. Someone else listening might have that same rank one from one of these events. Yeah, rank one for Ultra League. I, I don't think I have a great one for Great League, but I have a rank uh, five for Ultra. Okay. That's the best All, right. I got. All right. All right. I got you. Yeah, you go win CMP and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you're ready. Zero too. Season yeah, I'm ready. What does that mean? Oh no, it's an old tag. But uh, I have a bunch of stuff I'm gonna build on stream. <laughs> You've been saying this for like a year straight, man. I Dude. feel like he's been like actually almost a year straight. <laughs> I was on vacation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one believes this, man. You said you were gonna build stuff at 10, 10 million dust. You're almost at twenty million. Dude, almost, almost. You pretty much are. You, you, you building something when GBL goes live tomorrow? Yes, I'm at twenty million two hundred sixty-seven k. Hey, don't forget to build that Bastion, man. You gotta do that Bastion. Still. Hot chip too, man. Don't worry. I'm making sure he gets it after this this podcast. Get it for. Next I need week. to build. I need to build a Shundo. No, a Shadow Hundo Camerupt as well. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, that as well. It's all there. A bunch of things. Um, Wimscott learned Seat Bomb, but with the Seat Bomb like buff slash nerf, it's kind of mm -hmm. weird. Because you already have Grass Knot, right? It doesn't really help it that much. Um, Seat yeah. Bomb is technically more, potentially, I think, more energy efficient. But just, like, you need to spam build it more. And it's Moga a little bit learns... quicker. Yeah, it's so... a little bit... Sorry, I, I keep on jumping in. No, it's no, a little good, bit quicker. Good. It could be good in Little Cup, right? Because it's a, a few... Well, I guess you're playing... No, you you're playing cottony, though. Cottony. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Screw that. Just delete delete that part cut that out uh emoga emoga with, <laughs> emoga with acrobatics dude dude, this... dude don't don't even don't go butters on me i'm on it i'm on it what is i'm on it dude this is his new amphros right like i hate it right he's he's always hyping up these terrible electrics at least he's not saying electros right electros is actually bad bad but emoga dude. like eh, okay but like how are you gonna use emoga and so many glaring stumpfists and lanterns around dude you're you just can't. you can't I, mean, I, I hate to say it, Caleb, but your, preju your prejudice against electric types is showing, man. 
You got to show that Emoga in my basket. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Dude, Emoga wins the twos against Walrein straight discharge. All right. The the acrobatics one shots Trevenant. It does 88% no damage. It does 88% damage to this charge already existed before this update. Don't try to sell that the discharge. It already had this charge before. It already oh. won that matchup against Walrein. <laughs> but dude, I'm just saying now. Wait, 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 wait. This is new Walrein with extra damage from Bicycle Sphere? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot because you, sh- you shield both of them. You land the third discharge because you win CMP. Uh, Duh. I, I, this, is, this is not a matchup I think I need to know, but we'll see. <laughs> Litwick gets Mystical Fire, which I think is just for a Bronzor check, but hey, you yep. can check that somehow. Uh, Prime Arena gets Disarming Voice, which I think is definitely an upgrade because it just takes a, a century to get to any of those charge rolls. Once it gets Hydro Cannon, even better. So definitely an upgrade for Prime Arena. Leafage again to Fomantis, Laurentis, nothing, nothing great to be honest. And you probably want Fury Cutter on Laurentis and Fomantis, like, dude, I don't know Little Cup meta that well, but I don't think it's that relevant. And then Ursaluna gets Ice Punch. That's actually definitely an upgrade. Having that Ice Punch makes Dragonite consider shielding, even if you're not running it, right? So that's definitely mm-hmm. something. But um, yeah, those are it for the updates. But again, a lot of implications here. A lot of ice types going to be thriving, and grass looking pretty bad. I mean, Swamper already made the Trevenant matchup close, and now it's just going to be even worse for the yeah Trevenant. So it's going to be something else. But uh, yeah, that does it for the updates. Love to see it. It's been six long months, but you know Dude, we went from boom burst to liquidation. But this time around, I, at least we got more than just liquidation. So yeah, uh, I will give it there. And honestly, liquidation is definitely more relevant than boom burst. Like I can actually see like little spot using it. But agreed. Um, Dude, uh, as we wrap this up, there are a couple cups I'm excited for. I'm glad that Fantasy Cup Ultra League is coming back. I think sir. Great League Great League Remix is actually going to be a lot more fun than people think. Mm-hmm. And I think that the single type cup is actually going to be really really good too because you have you have stuff like. Canto Ninetales versus Registeel. You've got Hitmon Top uh, versus, you know, Pure Poisons like Muck. It's going to be really wild. It's like, forget it's my unlike Shadow Machamp. What? Dude, Shadow Machamp mm-hmm. versus uh, versus Meganium. It's going to be really weird and wild. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That could be good. Yeah. I actually think that could be yeah. good. Hey, let's not forget best grass type in P Poke, Laurentis. Laurentis is in there. Yeah. Laurentis actually could be kind of good. I mean, yeah, Are there pure pure fl- what's a pure flying type? Uh, Firo. <laughs> no, isn't it normal? <laughs> Is it normal? No, it's it's only uh, it's only what do you call it? Uh, Noibat. <laughs> I'm just looking up pure flying in PV folk. Let's see what we got. Yeah, what is? it? Yeah, they're two. That's actually Firo is normal. Yeah, Noibat. No, Noibat's flying dragon. Is there? Are there really no pure flyers outside like uh, no. thunderous or whatever? Wait, there has to be. Am I, am I tripping here? Yeah, are we tripping? Uh, yeah, dude. Wait, what? Is this like a unique thing? How did we just realize this? Dude, everything is a dual type flyer. I think. Yo, Lorena's there, about to be good. Good. There are only four pure flying type Pokemon: Rookie okay. D, Corvus Squire, and the incarnate and Therian forms of Tornadus. That's it. Wait, what was the first one you said? Rookadee, which is the pre-evolution of Corvic Knight, right? Rookadee, Corvic Swire, Corvic Knight is the third. Dude, so there's literally flying. none in Pokemon Go right now. None in Go. Wow, no flyers. Yo, what are you going to use Registeel for? Yo, Lorantis stonks going up, man. I'm just yeah. Saying. There's there's fire and there's also flying coverage and there's lots of poison too. So, uh, wait, what do you mean flying uh, coverage? What flying coverage? 
anything that learns like aerial ace, anything that oh. learns sky attack. Like you could run Halucha with yeah, aerial ace. It's flying, it's flying, fighting. Oh my bad. My bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What what is what is there with aerial ace that's that's a pure type? Uh, let's see. Uh, Surfetched. <laughs> is Surfetched gonna beat Lorantis? I feel like the leap blades can do more damage than the flying moves. Who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, knows? maybe. I mean, it might be with the counter down. Actually, no, you probably win that because you resist the fear cutter. You're just counter down, I think. Uh, superior has aerial ace. The superior grass, right? You're ready for the life for sure. Um. Well, speaking of next season, we got to come up with a bet, too. Dude, Rufflet. Wait, no, Rufflet's normal flying. Crap. Anyway, anyway, it's going to be good. Yeah, dude, we got to come up with some bets. Today's the 31st as of the recording and launch. Sorry about being a little on the late side. but Yeah. We got to figure it out. You want to come up with a mini bet? A mini bet? Yeah. So I need some commitment dude, from you on this one, right? Let's, let's, let's think about this, right? Uh, no, no, Last... A mini bet first, right? A mini bet first. All right, so the mini bet is, uh, how how many sets do you think it takes for us to get our elo? Dude, I have to. I'd have to look at how many games you need to win to earn the badges. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's yeah, just be kind of hard to do. Um, dude. Okay, I want everyone who's first a veteran. I want everyone who's still listening to first actually to uh to weigh in here. If you remember last season, Caleb made fun of me numerous times for taking his bets. So did other people in my life as well. They're like, oh, why do you even bet with Caleb anymore? Why do you even do that? Why do you even try that Content. anymore? And now you like we're on the next food. season. And and Caleb, Caleb a week ago was like, dude, why do you even bet with me, man? You're, you're going to lose anyway. Blah, <laughs> I blah. Said and now, and now Caleb was like, yo, you want to make a you bet? You want, you, want to, you want to make a gateway bet? So we can jump <laughs> into like a bigger bet later? Exactly, yeah. The, you know, yeah. the first bet's on me, win. all right? Easy win, too. Yeah. Easy win the, first, the first first bet's on me. First veteran, I feel like it's pretty fair, especially this upcoming weekend. It's got me in Milwaukee and commentating, right? So you got mm, more time to do GBL mm, than me. True. I might be doing all my sets. First, I might be streaming again. We'll see. First veteran? What's what's the consequence? See, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something. I mean, it's a mini all bet, right? right? So it doesn't have to be too extreme, right? Race, race to vet. All right. Um, I don't know. How spicy are you going to be? No, just you try hard. You can do whatever you want to do. Try hard? Dude, yeah. you want to start the season going try hard? Come on. What do you, what do you, dude, I feel like you don't even end the season going try hard. So, like, I mean, this is your tempo, right? But I'm just saying, how how else are you going to be, I'm not, how long do you want this first veteran race to be? Like five months? Like, not five months, like we, two months, right? We have, we have different approaches, I think. Well, no kidding. This is this is why you're losing the legend bet every season. <laughs> Wait, speaking of which, did you hit legend yet? Or are you close or what? I know you're GPLing because you. I've seen you post like some updates to some of our group chats, but I don't know like, what ELO's at. What's your ELO? I, I actually, I got as high as 2960. Right now, I'm at 2914. Oh wait! Have you done I'm any battles today? No, no battles today. Well, you're going to do them today, I assume. You're going to try to, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, are you yeah, Are you yeah. going to do some tomorrow then, before the season goes live? If I don't get legend today, then yeah, yeah. I'll do battles tomorrow. All right, all right. Well, Might let's well. do this veteran bet then. What's your <laughs> something small, something small. Let's do something small. <laughs> um. Oh man. What's What's the weirdest Pokemon Center pin we can find? 
A weird one? Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe you wear something really weird at like a tournament that you have to commentate in the future. Mm. The loser. Sorry. I should say you. The loser. So, dude, you're already <laughs> pre-programmed, man. Yeah, I mean, you know Jesus. me, right? I got I to think ahead of, ahead of time. Dude, the Pokemon Center is always out of stock, man. It really yeah, sucks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, um, I don't know. We'll need to think on this. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll browse the website, but I think we have we have tea to cover. I don't want to lose anybody while we're looking. at No, nah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the pin idea is not that great. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to think of something. But they just added a Maridon pin. Oh my god, dude! I think yeah. I need to get it. They have some. <laughs> that definitely can't be the be the bet consequence here. <laughs> no, no, it's the worst Pokemon ever. <laughs> let me let let me have it. <laughs> okay, I I got I got I got something. I got something. Um, the over the oversized cloth is pretty cringe. It's pretty. Yeah, the oversized the oversized ones though. I wouldn't want you to wear because like they'd be like, "What are you doing?" Right for like a whole yeah. weekend wearing or for a whole day wearing this. Right? <laughs> That's uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll need to think. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. think of something. But you're okay with the veteran bet? Yeah, yeah. Let's lock let's it do in. It. Let's do it. All right. Oh, so we'll start working on it starting tomorrow. Okay. Um. All right, so tea segment for this week. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to check it out yet, but Michael was on Zoe Two Dots YouTube channel. I like I've watched the first. Video. I've watched the first um, twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, so I was just curious on um, people's thoughts on that, but overall, I'm glad he went on. I'm Me glad too. he went on. There were definitely some points and takeaways that I had. It was kind of the sentiment that I didn't love, but it was, you know, accessibility, right? People were talking about accessibility for remote raids. Like, it was accessible. Now they're gone. Like, and, and he admitted, he said, you know what? Like, if uh, – you also check it out, too, by the way. If you haven't checked yes. it out, check, search up Zoe Two Dots on YouTube. It's one of our most recent videos with Michael. Uh, you can't miss it. But definitely check out the whole video, too. I think it's worth a listen. Um and they had a they had a great interview. I think I think Zoe Chudas definitely pushed him on certain questions that we want answers to, oh, which yeah. was great. So shout out to her and shout out to Michael for even being open to that. Um, pushed definitely pushed him on some issues like remote raids was definitely a big thing, right? Especially because he was in Australia to do Shadow Mewtwo's in person, right? So they were mm-hmm. to meet up and stuff. And I remember one specific thing he said was, yes, like they wish, like even he wished, and I think a lot of people probably an antic wish that they didn't go straight to remote raids as quickly as they did because it kind of like made it much harder to revert that, right? To reduce it. They even said like, you know, even if we reduce the damage on remote raids, like that probably wasn't enough to decentivize people. So they had to limit it and increase the price and everything. And even he was like, yeah, like I used to remote raid a lot. And and I, I get it because I used to remote raid with Michael, right? We're in some raid groups together and we raid together. So like mm-hmm. he definitely was doing remote raids. Like he's not joking. Like he, he did more remote raids than I did. Like I don't do a lot of – I actually didn't remote raid much at all. But I would send invites to people that were doing remote raids, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just saying like, yeah, like it is uh, – and so I was like, well, what about accessibility, right? How people that can't play the game to have, you know – accessibility issues that can't go do these raids or don't have locals and stuff to do the raids with like how do they work around it i didn't really love this response from him in fact i dislike it but his response yeah, was like i saw this part yeah there's like there's there's other games right there's other pokemon games out there like go is meant for exploration but there's other pokemon games like you know scarlet violet other stuff you could play 
if you really want to play games from home or maybe you don't have the access like the access which is like he's not wrong mm-hmm. but i just think that like even though even if it was accidental that the remote raids gave people with accessibility issues ability to play more go right and do the raids it's just like why take it away right like it's it's like a it's like something that worked out better than expected yeah and now you're gonna say well this doesn't align with our mission which i i get but so we're gonna take it away and if you don't like it like play a different game or if you can't if you can't adjust to it play a different game which is just like Ugh, like yeah like just think about the people that enjoyed the game and were enjoyed their online raiding community and were able to do maybe raids or the amount of raids they did for the first time ever in their life because of accessibility issues or just just general living conditions like you just don't live in an area where you could do them and yeah. you say like after they spent all this money and spent all like the past like two years well actually no like almost three years actually at this point right doing these more raids and you just tell them like you should just play a different game <laughs> like it just, uh, I don't love it. I mean, I do appreciate his honesty, but just like that, just I don't know. That's not a that's not a great way to build trust again and get people back into the game. And maybe that's yeah. maybe they're okay with that. Maybe they're like, well, that's not our target audience. But it just might, in my opinion, like like no one no one chooses to have accessibility issues. No one chooses to not be able to do raids or live in an area where you can't do these raids. Right? That's not by choice. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not easy or cheap or affordable or feasible for everyone to move to a giant city where they could do these raids or have the community for it. And especially if you have accessibility issues, if you're born with it or it occurred sometime in your lifetime, like, it's just, like, you don't choose to have these things in your life happen to you, but mm-hmm. allowing remote raids to happen or not is a choice that you can actively make as a company. Yeah. And uh, and love that. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that too, but that was like yeah. the biggest thing that I took away from that, which like that I had, I guess, an issue with, right? I, a lot of the stuff he said, I, I like, I will say, I so, agreed with or felt indifferent. Yeah. So I, I want to preface this with with the point that Caleb made earlier. For Michael to just basically come out of his paternity leave and then just just decide to go on this press tour and talk with the community when he works for a multi-billion dollar company that has, I'm sure its own public relations team. And he is actually like standing in the line of fire. I mean, this is like if you worked at a restaurant, right. And your manager was hiding in the back and you had to go deal with like all the, all the bad customers. It just feels like, again, Michael does so much. Like he, he's obviously got his day-to-day role. He took responsibility for the moveset updates. He took responsibility for the remote raids and he's doing like PR damage control for the company. Like Michael's doing so many things. And I honestly, like if we ever talk to him, Caleb, I'm going to ask like, Michael, what is your job? Like what, what is in your job description, man? Because mm-hmm. you're all over the place. And he's, I, I want everyone to, to remember that as an individual, Michael is like putting himself in the line of fire to try to help the community. So we might not love his answers, right? But then again, he answers to other people. He has bosses, right? Just like everyone. And you can tell in the interviews, sometimes he, give answer, he gives answers that he's not comfortable with, mm-hmm. that, that are the company answers, right? And he talks about like, for example, he talks about with the remote raids, how many resources you got in terms of like rare candies, XP, uh, Stardust, uh, TMs. He, he looks at that. And he says, well, the economy for these items is actually 
uh, way out of whack because if you look at the current boxes, for example, you know, for better or worse, look at the current boxes and the way that they're split up and what they're worth is not the equivalent of a hundred coins for one remote raid pass, right? I think we can agree that a lot of the time you got pretty nice rewards for legendary raids, right? So that was his reasoning, right? That's the way he segued into it. And then to your point, to Caleb, to what Caleb's just said, when people ask if I have accessibility issues, should I play Pokemon Go or not? He basically said, if you can't play the game the way that it's designed, you can enjoy the Pokemon property in other ways. And I don't think that's a good answer. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies too. But Michael is like literally doing his best. And he's basically answering these questions as well as he can without breaking any NDAs or breaking any employment agreements or going against company lines, right? He can't say, oh, these opinions are my own because he's a re- representative for Niantic. Mm-hmm. Like if people if people ask Caleb and I about the Pokemon company, right, and asked us to give honest answers about decisions they made, could we just say, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is our stupid producer's decision and we actually hate this and this is dumb and we should do this instead. I mean, that would never go over well. <laughs> that would not go over yeah. well for us, right? No, definitely not. I mean, our, I our so we are contract too, so our opinions are our own, technically speaking. But uh, but but Michael's he's not contracted. He is a Niantic employee, right? So like, there's even more on the line, like you said. Uh, yeah. But even then, like we wouldn't. I don't know. There's like certain things we just can't talk about NDA and stuff like yeah. that too, right? So it, there's that. But uh, yeah, and when I say like, oh, I didn't like his response, like I meant like you know, maybe that's not this response he wanted to say. Yes. Or he feels personally, but that but as but he is on that video on Zoe Two Dots video as a representative of Niantic, not a representative of Michael Steranka, right? So it's, you know, that just, that just, that was just my yeah. biggest thing on that too. Um, he did talk about like PvP and stuff and like, you know, trying to make sure things are going to be better. And like, this was before the PvP update. So obviously like looking, uh, looking on his way up too, he, he says he takes personal responsibility. I don't know. Like, like you said, right? I was like, I think he's just taking, like being a team player here, but like, is it really his role to do PB stuff? Like, I don't think so, right? And he's also on paternity leave. Like what? Like, yeah, there's gotta yeah. be some placeholders. But either way, I'm glad that we have updates here and hopefully these are the kind of updates we get every three months, not every six months. Yes. Um, and I'm also, I'm also very glad we have Michael. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, lo- love his answers, hate his answers, feel indifferent about his answers. Literally, he's the one that's like standing in the way of the of you know in the middle of all this right mm-hmm. in the way of all the criticism and is actually trying to give people answers when again for better or worse this is a multi-billion dollar company that doesn't talk to its players and michael is the only one who's stepping up to do it so if anything if anything you need to respect michael that's that's just all i'm gonna say yeah yeah exactly i mean and you know he's like regardless if you like the answers or not we're getting answers right so yep. that's that's something right um, there was something yeah. else they brought up too, which was uh, um, dev notes, dev diaries. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Zoe's like, "What happened to those?" By the way, and he's like, "Yeah, like they end up being a bigger undertaking than we expected. We probably should have said that. Like, we probably should announce that. Like, we're gonna like not roll them out every two, once every two months or once every whatever their time interval is, because they definitely haven't been meeting that. Yeah. Um, but at least it's good that we have some resolution on what's gone there. They're definitely going to continue sometime down the road, but mm-hmm. it's just like it's not a it's not high. I don't know if it's not high in the priority, but it's like, he said he said that it was taking more company resources than they previously mm-hmm. thought, yeah, yeah. and it was taking people's time away from other projects. Gotcha. I mean, again, arguable, I guess. I don't know how their work days are structured, but 
that again, I'm not going to get into that debate. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Michael knows more about what happens at Niantic than people that don't work at Niantic. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, or anyone else listening out there that's a Niantic employee, yes. you know, you know what's up. You know what's mm-hmm. up. We don't, but we, you know. So we know you're out there too now. Um, I'm trying to think Dude. if there's any other things from that video that like really stuck out to me. Yeah, I watched. I watched. Uh, like again, I only watched the first twenty thirty minutes. Yeah. I need to watch the rest. But I wanted to go back to an early point that you made. Zoe made a video a few, maybe even a few months ago now, where she basically said that she needed to change the tone of the video she was making on her channel from now on, because she essentially been taking all of the negative feedback, all the criticism from her her followers, and channeling it to Niantic. And in her video, I remember watching it. She said. I've, I've written so many letters. I've talked to so many Niantic employees. I've done this. I've done that. I've read all your complaints. I've just absorbed all this negativity from you and I've tried to get it to the right people and they just don't respond to me. They don't, they don't acknowledge me. They don't do what you want them to do. And as a person for me, it's draining and I can't do it anymore. Like I'm just going to start accepting the game Mm. for what it is and just make the best of it. And that's the same thing that trainer tips said. Trainer Mm. tips put out a video recently where he said, look, Niantic is just going to make decisions and we have to focus on what we can, can control in our own lives. And if you like it or don't like it, then you just have to decide. You can't like force change every time you don't like something, which yeah. I think both of them make a good point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think this is like, that's a great point too, especially in the wake of certain people like Phil Technical, like taking a break from content creation or yeah. indefinitely or whatever, right? Like, I think like, like I'm not going to pretend like some of the lack of changes or some of the changes for the negative, in my opinion, don't affect me but at the end day like you have to decide for yourself as a creator and as a player like Mm -hmm. does that stop you from playing the game right i'm not gonna pretend like everything's like sunshine roses but at the same time too i do understand the benefit of myself as well as other creators and like commentators and all this stuff like the work we do at least still shines a light on some of the good parts of the game right and if it's too much for me to handle and like like no no hey on throw or anyone decides to take a lead from it but if it's too much for you, if it's too discouraging, then that's the decision you make if you just stop making the create content rather than try to pretend, right? Everything's okay. I'm not trying to pretend everything's okay, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever. Like, I'm steamrolling yeah. some people with Chestnut in Catch Cup, right? Like, I'm still having fun with it, right? Yeah, I don't love yeah. some of the changes, right? I don't love this Boomer stuff. I don't love the remote raid issues, whatever. But for me, like, I still, like, find some joy in this stuff, right? And and well, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I don't, but, at, you know. Um, but I'm what doing, really making some of the content too for for my followers that also enjoy some of the parts of the game too. Yeah, and that's the thing we have, we have to remember as well. Like as creators, a lot of people look at what we make, and a lot of people feed off that energy. So when you can give good energy, it it, it benefits everybody. What really shocked me though, dude, to be honest, is how positive and how much happier I felt after the moveset update dropped, mm-hmm. and people on Twitter were were actually giving good feedback about that. Mm-hmm. I was amazed because I think we've we've been so used to like the negative, the negative, the blow after blow, where we feel like, you know, the game is going down the drain at times. And then we see something like this. Everybody's like, you know what? This is a great move update. I like this. This is exciting. This is yep. fun. My mood went way up and I didn't anticipate it. I was like, wow, I feel like I could just I feel like I, I need to make a thousand <laughs> videos today. I feel like I just need to, you know really run through a wall yeah, at this you point. Just, you just I, need to power up some stuff for once. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's that's what you really need to do if you're feeling that excited, man. I'm just saying. You got 20 million dust to spend your excitement on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to share that excitement with everyone else. That's why yeah. we'll stream it. You but anyways, Galisapod and Electros. Hey, hey, when I do it, I I want full credit. All right. Now that being said. That being said, I do think it's cool. Like feeding off the community is really helpful. And if those updates came out every three months, we could have that positivity. So when Niantic does things well, it really works. When they do things badly, it also really works. It just depends on the outcome they want, right? Yeah. This reminds me of a comment I saw in one of my threads when I was like criticizing the room rate stuff, I think. And some guy's like, if you hate it so much, why don't you just stop commentating or stuff like that or whatever? I was just like, uh, I was like, because I could provide criticism feedback without quitting and then i was like i was like do you quit your job every time you dislike something in the org he's like yes i was like well good on you i guess but i ain't no quitter <laughs> i ain't no quitter exactly to a i didn't fault. make it this far in life to be a quitter i'm just saying i mean to, to be fair too i'm also the guy that like i'm the last person in my friend group still playing a mobile game or whatever game that we all started together because i'm still suburb and i'm like yeah yeah i'm still i'm climbing the leaderboard what about you all and they're like dude i stopped playing that game six months ago i was like oh, it's just me and my internet friends how do you think yeah, i'm still playing pokemon go to this day there's so many there's ago. so many lols yeah like in the game early on right like before even raids were out and people just took breaks and stuff like a lot of people did right we talked to anacor like he took breaks right like palmer's up still is like shocked that i've missed like i've i've never missed a catch as once like once a day ever except for when we were flying to australia australia that was the only time I and mean, that was inevitable because i just lost a day on the fl- flight right that's the only time and i've only missed a stop once outside that flight too because i just forgot during the pandemic to go outside right but yeah. but um that's it it was just i'm just that's me as a person yeah. you know love or hate it it is what it is but um but yeah anyway shout out again to zoe two dots and michael for you know putting that interview together and being a part of it uh michael said he is looking forward to the future of go and he's looking forward to rebuilding trust and everything so i'm optimistic we'll see how it goes right even if i didn't like the remote raid stuff we'll see i mean hey shadow raids too right it was a it was our first one hopefully the next one's better with articuno if not i mean it's just articuno so you're not missing out on too much dude Um, as as michael himself said words excuse me cut that part out it's michael himself said actions speak actions speak louder than words right so you say you're hopeful i am too but i'm just gonna wait and see well we'll see we'll see how it goes in the meantime i'm looking forward to our short-term bet i'm looking forward to our three regionals this upcoming weekend i'm looking forward to competing next weekend fresno getting my hundo axio in the process you know we'll see gonna be a good time i got like i said i got team ready and uh, i'm also looking forward to speed is cheap eating a spicy chip next week spicy yeah. let's yeah. get it it'll be a good time anyway thank you all for tuning in we are at episode 101 and hopefully many more to go for years to come but we appreciate you all thank you for stopping by if you want to leave us comments let us know your thoughts drop it down below check out our youtube channel at battle cats podcast that's about it any last words dude here's cheers to 100 and cheers to 101 in the next one yeah we we said this off off air too but we should definitely celebrate grab a drink or something next time we're in the same city and uh I'm down hopefully it'll be a fun city but if not <laughs> we'll make it fun we'll make we'll it make fun it. we'll bring the party to the city we'll grab some chipotle and zionics on <laughs>
Please, no. I will say their their chips and guac are pretty good, though. I do enjoy their chips and guac. I don't know. Something about their chips are good. All right. Anyway, catch you all later, and peace out. Mm-hmm.